get her done. 's is Josh and I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob. We're the folks who are gonna help you find the method of the madness. Reason and the unreasonable makes sense out of nonsense because this is Okay, hear me out. Aaron and Bob, how y'all doing this evening? Great. There are some good lines in that song, by the way. Fucking Kyle Glass from Tenacious D. Aren't there? Uh, did you catch the line where he goes, I hope it doesn't harm me? <laughs> After getting the, <laughs> it's like yeah. No, I just caught the guy licking his wife's arm. Presumably his wife's arm. Oh god, yeah. He's just. I mean, it doesn't spread through surfaces, but you know, it spreads through through surfaces. If God was good and just, it would come to harm you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> After making that horrible fucking song, Jesus Christ. Poor tenacious day. What you really think? What could possibly harm? I mean, look at him. He's an eighty-year-old obese man. Looks like. Yeah, how do you get so old, man? He looks like the the stoner Santa Claus that no one ever asked for. He just <laughs> what a what a coattail riding fat useless fucking retard. God damn, <laughs> that guy has just nothinged his way to the top from the beginning. What do you mean to the top? I don't think he's the anywhere top? near the yeah. top. The tenacious. Uh, he's never had to have a real job, and he's doing a bunch of celebrity vaccine songs. I mean, probably because he needs the money, but like, <laughs> not the top. But he really Andy Richtered his way into fucking rock and roll. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, well, I love how Jack Black made an appearance, but not in a singing role. He just danced around like a fucking idiot that he like. That's like his gig now in like every movie that he does from now on. He just dances around like with a big smile being like, hey, kids, hey, fucking. Yeah, he really uh, does movies. That character development for Jack Black hasn't really gone anywhere in the last uh, 40 years, huh? Poor guy. Dude, when are we getting Kung Fu Panda 4? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Holy shit. Uh. All right. So I guess this week is uh, our topic is going to be from a voicemail that we got from a good listener named Bobby. Well, before you play that, okay, I guess. if you would like us to do a topic, call in the show at one 833 That's one 833 I like that. Thanks, Aaron. Leading in nice and close. 
clarity. <laughs> but it. you also said it right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah He's if, always I sound, said it right. if I sound real silky smooth, because Bob and Josh here for a wedding present got me a new mic set up, which I very much appreciate. He wasn't supposed to open it till he got married, but you know. Oh, yeah, but fuck that. I'm not going to listen to him. <laughs> fucking kid on Christmas Eve. And I hate, I despise having to show any kind of appreciation or goodwill towards you guys, but genuinely, <laughs> thank you very much. This is very now nice. you have to. This is the greatest <laughs> thing. Congratulations, man. This is uh, why gift giving is so great. Just to watch people like you squirm a little bit. Speaking of gift giving, <laughs> I want to hear the gift of Bobby's voice telling us what episode to do. All right. Okay, I guess I should have put two and two together by now, but I'm just finding out that Aaron doesn't believe in evolution. Rather than argue, which I'd rather uh, you guys just do an evolution conspiracy episode. Just go full retard. Be awesome. Like, what's this evolution thing all these nerds are talking about? I don't know what you guys think. God damn okay. it, Bobby. Um, <laughs> what What did the first five or ten seconds say? I, that didn't come through. He, he was putting two or one uh, things together in his head. It was kind of like a lead-in. But he, he was basically saying, he's like, oh, I didn't realize Aaron doesn't believe in evolution. And then... Wait, Aaron, you don't believe in evolution? Well, no. Well, as Bobby said, uh, let's go full retard and talk to me about evolution. I can't because I'm not going to tell you about how evolution is real because it's definitely not. And not <laughs> right. like one of those... Th- okay, here's the... The picture you get it's in your head. Just what we think it is. Well, no, the picture you get in your head when somebody says they don't believe in evolution. You get that, like, Ned Flanders looking guy that's like, well, the good Lord said he made it in seven days and he didn't mention the dinosaurs in there, so I don't believe in no monkey evolution. I came from Jesus Christ and that's it. Like, it's not that. You, you wish you could grow Ned Flanders mustache. I absolutely can. That's exactly what my mustache looks like. How dare you? <laughs> I'm not, but, I'm not getting into this one. Oh, <laughs> it evolved into a beard. Oh, no. I've been proven wrong. So, <laughs> I will just... I want to pose this right off the bat. How do you guys think life got here? Obviously, none of us can prove where life began. If we could, we'd... I don't know. Probably be Clinton or something. We'd be like... We'd probably be dead in a gutter somewhere for losing some pharmaceutical rep like 100 bucks. But... It, where do you speculate that life began? Are you guys creationists? Are you a Big Bang? What, what, do you, what do you think? I don't know. I, I never really thought about it too much. I think, don't like, the, my general... Care, so you've never thought about it. My, my general idea about it is that, like, kind of the Big Bang is creationism. Uh, like, something exploding out of nothing. Like, that is essentially, like, in a very general standpoint, that is creationism, right? No, no, but... Life, life though. Life it, okay, hold on. Universe. It doesn't count if you're like, well, God made the Big Bang happen and Ooh. all the evolution stuff. He snapped his finger. <laughs> yeah, the point is of proving that life can come out of non-existence, basically. Yeah. Or do you guys believe that? I don't know. Or do you believe, like... There's there's a good there's like a probability like chance to it to like come to that determination like you're I don't know I think you would have to yeah. go the, like a statistics route some mathematical route to like 
accurately say or to like give a good hypothesis on it. Perfect. Which I, haven't done. I can't. I'm very happy that you said that because I'll give you the math on what the odds are that any of this is real. But <laughs> Josh, what do you what? I know that you were created in a laboratory with all the other robots, but where do you <laughs> think the humans came from? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, you got, do you not have like a guy standing over you with a wrench? Like, you know, then you, you come to consciousness. No, oddly enough, does not start that way, but. Oh, strange. Okay. <laughs> um, no, uh, it's, it's a combination of a big, I don't know, slash the original life. I think primordial ooze makes enough sense. Um, you know, a really lucky universe plus some primordial ooze and we got, you know, some bacteria or single, single cell organisms. Um, so far as going from there and, you know, life that has a soul or something like that, I, I, that's a big, I don't know. Well, if you think that the primordial, yeah, if you think the primordial <laughs> ooh shit, then we don't have a soul. You're dead and you're done. Definitely. <laughs> you don't, you don't evolve a soul. That's fucking insane. But anyways, I'm a creationist. I think that there was a creator um beyond our scope of like imagination but now we got that out of the way i just i can't believe i even said obviously we don't know and you guys were like i don't know i don't want to be wrong no it was supposed to be wild speculation but anyways evolution darwin's theory of evolution a rich grabbler from england real real fucking just like you know millionaire son academic type decides that by looking at a bunch of wet woodpeckers out in uh, the Galapagos. The, yeah, the Galapagos. I think that's what is that Galapagos and Easter Islands? Was that the, it? Yeah, he looked at some birds and decided that evolution was a thing. Um, and that, but this is what I want to just point out right off the bat, is that we have never, and I will go as far as to say will never, ever see evolution take place and that is one species becoming another species and successfully reproducing we have not seen it happen naturally and we've never succeeded in uh creating a new species ourselves that could reproduce and become its own species by trying to like splice genes all the stuff we've ever tried to do we have never witnessed that happen one time wait hold on Aren't the Chinese making, like, pig-human hybrids and shit? Oh, yeah, yeah, They're talking <laughs> to aliens, and... Oh, uh, yeah, we're this no, close to no. Bat Boy from uh, no. National Enquirer. They and have he's gonna these... start a family soon. No, I swear to God, I could have... I could have uh, swore I, I heard some news about China making, like, these half-breed, like, chimeras over there. I, I don't I'm know if kidding. it's... I'm I know the Alex Jones reference is, like, the, the pig-human hybrid thing, but... I think they're all, like they are actually making you know it's an abomination. Of course, I understand. I'm just want to throw that out there. Is is that what they just call uh, a mixed race American Han Chinese couple child? A no, it's Amy Chimera. Schumer, and she doesn't have any kids. <laughs> and she can't per- per- well, procreate. I promise you. Yes, she does. I don't know. Wait, Amy Schumer's. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> yeah, she had a kid. Is that Amy Schumer? Does she really have kids? kids? Oh Ooh. yeah. Oh god. Ooh. But. But did she? Well, did she reproduce with a human? Yeah, 
the big question. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the big I've been honestly thing. hearing about the pig human <laughs> hybrids in China since I was a kid. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, the same was uh, Jurassic Park is going to be a reality someday, any day now, and we can uh, clone everything. You know, we constantly talk about. We have brought species back before, like from extinction. From near extinction. We we just have to wait for the very radioactive bones to stop being so radioactive in 100 or 200,000 years. And then we can start. Brought back from extinction, Josh. (laughs) What are you talking about? Uh, I think there's some birds. The dodo? What do you talk? No. What do you mean? Oh, the dodo, like uh, the messenger pigeon. I think that was it. The, There's something else I, too. I highly doubt the messenger pigeon. Something so widely Why? used, like so commonly used. Yeah. When I'm did like, the messenger pigeon I, I go extinct, and how did we bring it back from the years dead? Ago. You uh, by gestating in another pigeon, and uh, like you know what we call modern clone, quote unquote cloning style, and. Um, then uh oh yeah. so well, a, we, you know we, we still had dna because like they were very so you're you know, saying had dead bodies of them sitting around like a subspecies died out and then we used like another subspecies to carry like its eggs basically and re- okay it that so way. they had an egg that they could fertilize and then put it inside of another pigeon uh i forget exactly how that worked they they i mean I forget, yeah, I forget exactly how they work. That's a little different if it went extinct yesterday and they had some fucking sperm samples sitting in a freezer. Then it, like, we brought an extinct species back, right? Like, that's a little different. Yeah, I, I think there's a little more to it than that, but it was, you know, a, a recently after sort of thing. Not uh, With dinosaurs, it can't, have, it can't happen because we don't, it was too long ago, we don't have, like, the intact DNA to even you know, try to do something like that with. Okay, so... Fact check. <clears throat> About to debunk Josh here. Scientists have uh, cloned oh, the first U.S. endangered species, a black-footed ferret duplicated from the genes of an animal that died over 30 years ago. Um, and they said that cloning will uh, could eventually bring back extinct species such as the passenger pigeon. Wait a, a passenger, wait a not fuck that up. Say. Oh, they didn't even bring it back. It's <laughs> just like one letter difference, man. Well, they didn't even bring do. it back, though. That's the <laughs> yeah. thing. They just said uh, they might they might be able to later. Yeah, they'll bring it back right yeah. along with the T-Rex. I guess I, I was uh, taken for a wild ride by a uh, headline or article from 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, God damn it, me. Let's get back on to our regularly scheduled evolution topic. Aaron, how is this uh, majorly bunk? Okay, so with the with the um, primordial ooze example of it created yes. life. So you got to have it start from a single-celled organism. The simplest cell, like the simplest cell you could ever uh, have like come into existence still requires 100,000 DNA pairings and like 10,000 amino acids to form an essential protein chain. And then even if the material's present and it comes into existence, the, uh, D, the, all the, the pairs in the DNA chain have to have the same molecular orientation. And then apparently the, the amino acids, see, I can't prove this. This is just what science is telling me. This, the amino acids must have the opposite orientation and everyone must be without error. And they liken this to it's something like, 
you would have to try, if you tried this, if you got to not only create the materials, but if you created the materials and assembled them randomly, trillions of times a second, it would take like a trillion years or something crazy like that in order for it to happen once. Which, the universe is 13.7 billion years old, but I would imagine that Earth didn't just have a trillion lightning strikes a second into primordial ooze, creating the necessary uh, organic material in order to randomly assemble a single-celled organism. Like, I just imagine that that probably wasn't happening. But, I won't even just say open and shut case there, because that's preposterous that that even happened but with how they have the universe it keeps expanding and then eventually it starts collapsing in on itself into a single point and then it explodes again and we just repeat this process over and over so they get infinity chances to have lightning strike primarily ooze and create a single celled organism and then miraculously that single celled organism has all the right requirements to live and start splitting up and become all the species or else we wouldn't be thinking about this right now. It had to have happened. So we'll give them infinity chances, and that definitely happened. That It created a single-cell organism. I yeah, want to sure. explain how a single-cell organism definitely didn't become us. <laughs> so, okay. I thought, I thought yeah. this was your driving home point. It's like, I'm already sold. Like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> No, it's not going to happen, but you have infinity <laughs> chances because the universe yeah, yeah, like, expanded I, and exploded infinity times. So you have. Like, I, I think it could chances. happen once. You know, I think it, it's likely just happened once in the universe and that there's not, you know, aliens out there. The Drake equation's full of completely made up numbers. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. We just got like, really lucky, man. With those numbers, there's definitely not aliens. It didn't happen twice in the same universe. That's for yeah, sure. I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Earth just got really lucky. The, the only way there's aliens by their model is if we're created by aliens and put here when and it happened to them once. That's the only way there's aliens. They already know they, we're they here. Invented, they invented technology to have a trillion lightning strikes a second. Yes. <laughs> yeah. To create. And the, you know why they came up with this and where the primordial ooze came from? There was an experiment called like the uh, the guy's name sounds like not a scientist. It's funny. Oh, Stanley Miller. I thought it was Scotty Miller for some reason. I was like, that's not a scientist's name. But anyway, Stanley Miller, this guy in the 50s, he sent an electrical charge through a flask of a chemical solution of methane, ammonia, hydrogen, and water, and it created okay, yeah. organic compounds that included some amino acids. So that's how they decided that it was possible that lightning striking the primordial ooze of the Earth's atmosphere it, you know, uh, 300 million years ago created this single cell organism possibly even though the odds of it still are insane like I mean, it's, it's the, insane it's the premise that the materials are there like you have you know flour water and eggs in a kitchen uh in the sugar in a kitchen but like whether or not a cake gets baked uh by whatever chance who knows there is more of a chance that the wind blows your door down Blows all the ingredients perfectly together, blows it into your oven, turns it on, and bakes the cake. Then there is that a single cell organism comes from a lightning strike into the right. So there is a chance. Yes, that's it's less of a chance than that. 
So I'm okay with that, man. We have our yeah. infinity universes. Quite the fucking Betty Crocker tornado, let's just say, that had to happen <laughs> to create that one single cell. Now, to, so just so you know how complex that uh, DNA is, this is this is how I love their lies. This is how you know they make science, fanta- you know, just fantasy stories based in science. Because uh, their brags are so stupid. So now imagine that this lightning strike creates 100,000 DNA pairs. And they just happen to assemble the right way. Uh, this is what they claim DNA, how much info is stored in DNA. When it comes to storing massive amounts of information, nothing comes close to the efficiency of DNA. A single strand of DNA is thousands of times thinner than a strand of human hair. One pinhead, not even a whole strand, of DNA could hold enough information to fill a stack of books stretching from the Earth to the Moon 500 times. How, how do they measure information in DNA? Like, for example, compared to you know uh, bits of a computer file or compared to... The words in a book. What 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 ty- what is this information that's yeah, being stored? Like I'll what size hint, of Josh. what size is the font? Like there's a lot of like factors in that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Is guys. it ASCII text or is it like formatted? You know, the rich to the text format. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. They fucking don't. That's what they they don't do. That. They just say shit. I like. I think we've gone over this enough to know that they just say shit. Well, oh, uh, you might. Stacked- it might just be a coincidence that they're just saying this and it might not be true. Just like all the yeah, other things. Yeah. <laughs> analogous to, you know, the type of information in a book. It's it's for the lay person to understand. That one of the things that now we went off of with Darwin. So he's saying that all these species, they get they through adaptation and natural selection develop traits <clears throat> that help them to survive in their environment. And then their offspring get these traits. And eventually, through enough adaptation and enough uh, natural selection, a new species, they're so far removed from the original species that they they can't even procreate with that original species anymore. That's how they say it happened. There just happened to be like a male and a female of them that do it within a lifetime? Exactly. Uh, the guy that got a horn out of his head and had real leathery skin banged enough chicks that he had a couple leathery horn kids and then eventually they became rhinos like that's that's basically the theory but like really retarded down like really dumbed down for like obviously it's way more complex than that but that's how those single cell organisms became like a fish that eventually one got a horn then it helped it fight off predators and then it got legs and it like that's that's the theory now, the Earth is not that old. Okay, so you have a limited amount of time for all of these things to happen. Yes. And you're talking, we got to giant lizards that got blown away by asteroids, and we've gone through a lot of different species changes on the planet just in the last... 67 million years, 66.6 million years since the last uh, extinction <laughs> event when a bunch of squirrels became people eventually. We, you know, a bunch of squirrels became monkeys that became people uh, in 67 million years. Problem is, we're doing tests like on fruit flies where fr- they'll go through 200 generations of fruit flies 
in a four-year period with no changes other than like some of their wings get a little bit different shaped over 200 generations, like a little bit of adaptation when they're just trying to let them naturally mate and then they just keep observing the species. Yeah, but there's also not like a, a large environmental factor w- within that test, I'm assuming. Like they just like keeping them in like just like a, you know what I mean? Like I, they I, don't yeah, need to adapt or naturally select, you know, for new traits every generation. Yeah, but the, yeah. the environment doesn't change your genes. You get a random mutation that gives you an advantage over the other species. They don't even they aren't even getting the random mutated ones having mutant kids. No, like, but what what I'm saying is that the the small differences that already do exist uh, would would be ruled out the harsher the extremes, right? And yeah. So it, it would okay, narrow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you're, go, this go still on. has to happen naturally, though. In the, yeah. like the best example of of extreme adaptation that we have is dogs. Look what we've done with dogs in 6,000 years. Look what we turned <laughs> wolves into. We have gotten from wolves to chihuahuas and pugs. Here's the problem. Pugs and chihuahuas can still breed with a wolf. They're still the same species. Despite their so many genetic mutations, so many adaptation changes, they never didn't become a different species. They can still mate, no problem. So like... The different traits doesn't make you a new species still. Well, um, I wouldn't say LeBron that LeBron James can go have sex with a pygmy, like a three and a half foot tall pygmy, and they'll still have they'll have a kid. No problem. <laughs> they couldn't be farther <laughs> from each other. <laughs> and they're still the same species. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. And uh, what I was seeing is that that the reproduction is one of the major tenets of what delineates species, and otherwise, kind of just you know, uh, phenotypical traits, um, you know, the physical, genetic, whatever. That you, know, you can try and make a subjective identification of what are different species that way too. But the the, the more um, easier to gauge version is yeah, reproduction. Uh, let me let me actually read this expert uh, excerpt for a species to species transition. So uh, this is a set of numerous individual fossils that show a change between one species and another. It's a very fine-grained sequence documenting the actual speciation event, usually covering less than a million years. These species-to-species transitions are unmistakable when they are found. So usually less than than a million years to go from species to species is uh, what I'm what I'm finding. Uh, through unknown mechanisms, just you know, looking at fossil records and seeing that traits change over time. That here's the problem: is what they're saying. What they do is they have like a small lizard, and then a million years later, they have a similar, bigger lizard. Like, but there's no what they do not have with any species ever is a transitional period from species to species. They have no missing link between one species to another. I even have like a really good quote from Richard Dawkins and you know how much he loves creationism, but when he was talking about fossils, he goes, it's as though the fossils were just planted there without any evolutionary history. Needless to say, this, this appearance of sudden planting has delighted creationists. Both schools of thought, punctualists, punctuationists, Jesus, and gradualists 
of evolutionary thought, despise so-called scientific creationists equally, and both agree that the major gaps are real, that there are true imperfections in this fossil record. The only alternative ex explanation of the sudden appearance of so many complex animal types in the Cambrian era is divine creation, and both reject this alternative. <laughs> Hallelujah. The, the original like, skeptical atheist uh, or one of the four horsemen guys, Richard Dawkins. Yeah. So he even admits like, yeah, the fossil record's crazy because we have like, um, we'll have like thousands and thousands and thousands of all these diverse species. And then a million years later, we have a bunch of different diverse species and we have no, and we go, well, this one might have become this one. And they have no like they have nothing to show a transition from one to the next. I, I will comment the, the talk origins website, uh, talkorigins.org website that I'm looking at. It does list for a number of uh, supposed evolutionary chains, the actual fossils and list of traits, slightly different traits from uh, through, through these million years to where, where they record or where they, they identify uh, new speciation. However, a bunch of them are incomplete fossil samples or, you know, they, they don't have like any, they, they've, it's very rare. They have complete, uh, creature fossil samples or fossils. And, um, there are a lot of instances of missing, missing links. Yeah. But well, it, yeah, they, they have recorded like, you know, gradual changes over the course of, of a million years, um, for, for several different lineages. So here, here's uh, another quote that actually goes along with that. Um, really well, and it's from uh, an evolutionist, Stephen Jay Gold, uh, out of Harvard. And he said, Every paleontologist knows that most species don't change. That's bothersome. It brings terrible distress. <laughs> they may get a little bigger or bumpier, but they remain the same species, and that's not due to imperfection and gaps, but stasis. And yet, this remarkable stasis has generally been ignored as no data. If they don't change, it's not evolution, so you just don't talk about it. So, like, we have thousand, we have all these fossils. Now, I'll debate on how long ago oh, yeah, those yeah, fossils yeah. came from, but <laughs> of course, it seems they like have. Good. Well, no, they have. So they have these. I, I've already told you. I believe in fossils. I don't think that. I think they hoaxed a bunch of dinosaurs, but uh, there's still yeah, the connection for fifty billion years onto things. Yeah. Yeah, like we have like fossils are real. I get that. I just don't think they're 50 million years old. But um, so they'll have these fossils and they'll be a little different. But like the the thing that they're seeing is that species remain the same. They don't change. And I have a couple examples of that, of what science has claimed. Again, I disagree on the years, obviously, but this is some funny examples. Um, one was uh, they found a population of uh, dames fly these little bugs they're um, see they had a fossil of them that they claimed was 300 years old 300 million years old uh, and well, then they okay. found the bugs living and there was no change in the species so I mean, they're, they're 300 million years they're saying this fly dinosaurs are 66 million right 
Yes. But but in okay. particular, uh, this particular insect is a part of another tale. For the same insect species has been found fossilized from Brazil to Serbia. Thus, according to stand, uh, standard dating, this living fossil has not changed in nearly 300 million years. So they're finding fossils all around the world of these things. Maybe it's well, the, yeah, the perfectly, a fossil- perfectly adapted, perfectly evolved uh, creature, and it doesn't need to change. Yeah, yeah. It has. It just has <laughs> a perfect predator. No, for three hundred million years, no <laughs> mutation. It's been per. Yeah, this 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 fly that's basically a prey creature is just perfect. Survived asteroids, fucking pestilence, well, ice ages, like global a, warming, volcanoes. Or, doesn't matter. Things see, invincible. Cockroaches are getting all the glory for saying that they'll survive anything. <laughs> here we have the dames fly. fly was that it yeah, yeah. I'd imagine like rats or mice which are uh, very adaptable to their or you know can live in a bunch of different types of environments might be in a similar sort of situation uh, here is one uh, another living fossil a fisherman in Indonesia caught a fish called a koala conth. Um, the problem is it was thought to be extinct and their fossil record of it dates back 350 million years ago. 350. And, uh, okay, great. So at 350 million years, this fish didn't change a fucking tad. We, we just keep finding the perfect living ones that just never needed to change a little. And then we don't need transitional fossils because they don't fucking exist. They find like a minute difference in a couple lizards. Like, okay, you tell me you're going to find a, like a macaw skull like um, those little monkeys and then find a slightly different monkey skeleton and go, Oh, that's the missing link. It might be two totally different species. They don't know. And plus they keep saying they're finding these 350 million year old fossils. And then a fucking jungle fisherman is just like, Oh shit, I've got one. I caught a dinosaur guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. So there are a lot of holes in this um, to, to begin with, when when they have these fossils, I would assume that uh, most or a lot of them don't have like actual DNA samples that you can take and compare between them. Um, in in addition, uh, when they try to gauge like the you know, reproduction of of creatures in an area a long time ago, you know you you try to find a bunch of different fossils or similar fossils in the same area, etc. But there's this fun little quote I have here as well. Um, in general, in order to document transitions between species, uh, your s- specimens separated by only tens of thousands of years. If you have only one specimen for every hundreds of thousands of uh, every hundreds of thousands of years, um, you can usually determine the order of species, uh, not the transitions between the species. So some of these chains and gradual evolutionary links, they're basing on tens of thousands of years gaps and that's perfectly okay i guess that and here just have like a little thought experiment this is this is where it's going to make me sound real stupid to a real scientism believer but just think about this well we have some of those listening yeah definitely not (laughs) quick question since we all came from single cell organisms what what evolved first blood your heart or blood vessels I mean, I'm trying to think like for you know earlier evolutionary creatures what they would have uh, first. I mean, what fuck, first. fuck on the chicken or the egg. At least an <laughs> egg chickens come out of, and and uh, like and then chickens eggs come out of. 
So what what came first? You're a single cell organism, and at some point you develop a heart to pump blood, blood, and blood vessels for like veins and shit for the blood to travel through. Do you just start off as a sack of blood, and then veins start forming? Sure. How does I'm, 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 travel through those veins? Does it get a heart that it just pumps like into a blood bag? We have no example of a fucking half finished developing organ in any species alive today. Oh shit, that's a great point. Okay. So like just like the oil, they're like, oh, it's a process of a million years of the ground heating this up and and it's actually dinosaur blood and a bunch of uh a bunch of algae that's got compacted from millions of years ago. They're like, what's this half oil look like? What's five hundred thousand year old oil look like? Doesn't exist. Don't worry about it. It's only we only find the finished shit. Uh, what is a what is a heart in the middle of evolution? Does it just the next kid has blood vessels and a fully functioning fucking heart and blood? Like you know what I mean? Just critically think about it for a second, and you'd have no example. Of anything being in a transitory stage, everything kind of seems like, especially the complexity that they say, we're one pinhead of DNA, which there's hundreds of fucking thousands of strands in every one of your cells, which there's billions and trillions of fucking cells in every living being thing, can fit enough information to stack books from here to the moon 500 times. And that happened because lightning struck some goop? Are you fucking out of your mind? And I'm the stupid one for believing that. <laughs> for not believing so, that? For not believing it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little worried there. <laughs> uh, got fired up. I forgot a couple words. Um, right? Like, if you, like, just using this as a critical thinking exercise, it oh, yeah. kind of sounds like you're explaining a wizard. Like, just kind of poofed it into existence, which is kind of just what God is. And you're trying to say it just, uh, you give it enough time, but they didn't leave enough time. Well, for the imagine God had this cool pointy hat. <laughs> yeah, he probably did. And he spoke in Latin. Oh, wait. <laughs> 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 so, like, they... They come up with these theories that sound right because you're like, oh, I've wit we've witnessed dog breeding, but they've never changed into a species and all the parts are still there. There's some changes, but that doesn't change the species because what happens when you make a new species like, uh, I don't know, a tiger and a, li a lion and you make like a tigon or a liger. You get a genetic abomination that can't hardly breathe and sits there and, and it looks like it's made out of tumors and then it dies and it can't <laughs> procreate. That's what happens every time. It's almost like somebody designed it to never let that happen rather than the opposite. Well, we all know donkeys are, are very useful and can reproduce and right. Well, donkeys mules? can. Mules can. Oh, mules. Yeah. Sorry. Are mules they might be. No, they that. cannot reproduce. No. Yeah. They cannot. Or that would be a, an example of macroevolution, but there's no examples of that. Mule, mules trying. are all sterile. That's crazy. Mules are all sterile, every single one. And they, they're they maybe the most useful genetic abomination that there is. Oh, yeah. They just have Because they're very docile. Strength. They're very docile, but they can, like, carry more shit than a horse. They can kind of have... They can carry more shit than a donkey. You don't have to, like... Worry about them, like, I don't know, kicking you in the face and you dying, like that kind of shit.
but they're still kind of retarded. Like they're just, I think that's why they're so useful is they're just, they carry a bunch of shit and they're retarded. <laughs> yeah. It's like just having someone carry all your shit with all that retard strength. Yeah. It's like having a Hodor. It's like having a Hodor slave. They just feed some hay. Great. So, so Aaron, I, I think part, part of the argument for this, this sort of evolutionary sequence is not necessarily that we have all the answers, but that we're trying to uh, isolate the relevant variables and create a and figure out what sort of environment or exactly how things could have happened. Like, like for example, we started out with the you know amino acids and proteins, which are the, the building blocks for the, the cells in life. And if we have an environment or you know a primordial loose type environment that could create that then that's a possibility for where life came from. And so something like that. Yes. Yes. I'm okay with that. If somebody says I'm trying to speculate on where life might have come from and there's a shit ton of gaps, I'm okay with that. That's not what they say though. They say evolution's real. Trust the science. What do you believe in God retard? Like that's what they say. And then you're like, uh, just by Occam's razor, uh, this is definitely engineered. Like, Almost so 100% that it's laughable that you think otherwise. So, like, I, I'll listen to your speculation and we can try to find evidence for it. But right now, you're really lacking evidence and it doesn't really justify the level of arrogance that you have with uh, telling me that the Big Bang and evolution is definitely how it happened and the science is settled. But, Aaron, once we have quantum computing, we'll be able to design <laughs> and evolve. New humans. <laughs> Check oh, it's, and mate. I, yes. I actually want to get into some of the dating because this is another one. They rely heavily on these fossil records and they're trying to find a transitional period and all that. But uh, and I, I, I went into this a little bit during the dinosaur episode, but I actually found some better stuff on this. Uh, uh, awesome. This is an excerpt from a from a medical journal or a, not a scientific journal, not a medical journal, but a scientific journal that this uh scientist his name is robert lee actually it was like robert b lee but he's a chinese guy so it made more sense but i was like robert e lee was an anthropologist i got so confused i was like oh wait shit never mind different guy but Aaron, uh Aaron is teaching us white supremacy biology tonight everyone yeah, yeah. robert e. lee did everything he was the da vinci of his time <laughs> the the purest of races. Yeah. <laughs> so this is an expert. He's talking about uh, r- uh, radiocarbon dating. Uh, and one of the things they did was they sent uh, a known, they, they had a sample of something that was like, uh, I want to say it was like 75,000 years old, something like that. And they sent it to 38 different radiocarbon dating laboratories. And 31 of the 38 were out were two to three times outside of their claimed margin of error. They already knew how old this uh, what? like thing was. So they all came back with different answers. Let's just put it that way. And seven of them had the answer that was the known answer, which who knows if that's known anyways. But at least their claim is they should be able to be accurate up to 95,000 years. Uh, beyond yeah. that, it gets way off everyone's not even close of course. Like they can't come up with the same answer 
Wait, so, so sorry, what was this test for a less than 95,000 year case? Yes. Yeah, it was like a 75,000 year old sample. And then and 31 of 38 were outside the acceptable range of error. But that's here's the problem with that. They have to know that the thing's 75,000 years old. I think that part's bullshit too. But what it really tells me is that 38 different places came up with different answers and seven happened to be within the range that they said was the right answer. Well, Aaron, you're not a scientist. So you might not understand this, but um, seven out of 38 is what you know. some of us in the scientific community like to consider uh, statistically significant. <laughs> Honestly, 13% correct in today's day and age with uh, coronavirus uh, testing. They're, they're knocking out of the park with the radiocarbon data. <laughs> oh god knocks it out of the park with let me one, read Josh. this guy's expert <laughs> thanks bob <laughs> oh god wait did i miss a joke there is that what happened <laughs> god damn it i hate when i do that I, when i i do listen back to the episode sometimes and sometimes i'll completely miss a joke that jess says and i just keep going with the next point and i'm like damn it in the moment i didn't it was, hear it but it was uh it was a good joke <laughs> Uh, it was a good math right. joke. Yeah. I'm going to listen back to this and be pissed off at myself. By the way. Okay. <laughs> Great. But anyways, so it's so a radio carbon dating about radio carbon dating. He goes in the light of what is known about the radio carbon method and the way it is used. It is truly astonishing that many authors will cite agreeable determinations as proof for their beliefs. Radiocarbon dating has somehow avoided collapse onto its own battered foundation and now lurches onward with feigned consistency. The implications of pervasive contamination and ancient variations in carbon-14 levels are steadfastly ignored by those who base their argument upon the dates. Some authors have said they were not aware of the single significant disagreement in any sample that had been dated at different labs. Such enthusiasts continue to claim, incredible though it may seem, that no single block of soil is indeed a gross discrepancy. Um... And he, oh, so they had a 15,000 year discrepancy on the soil that he's talking about. Um, and he goes, and how could the excessive disagreement between the labs be called insignificant when it has been the basis for the appraisal of the standard error associated with each and every date in existence? Geologists and archaeologists still spend their scarce money on costly radiocarbon determinations. They do so because occasional dates appear to be useful. While the method cannot be counted on to give good, unequivocal results, the numbers do impress people and save, save them the trouble of thinking excessively. <laughs> Expressed in what look like precise calendar years, figures seem somehow better both to the layman and the professional not versed in statistics than complex stratigraphic or cultural correlations and are more easily retained in one's memory. Absolute dates determined by a laboratory carry a lot of weight and are extremely useful in bolstering weak arguments. <laughs> so what's okay? What? Hold on. What's like the? Because I remember when I heard about radio or carbon dating and stuff like that. What, what's like the average like plus minus on on the estimate that they give you? Like if it's less than fifteen thousand. <laughs> Is it like 15,000? Because I remember, I, I thought it well, was no. more than that. I thought it was like forty to 50,000 plus minus on, on I these think predictions. The, okay, so the thing that they gave them was soil samples, and they had discrepancies of 15,000 years on this they soil said that was outside range. Be 
under 95,000. I I couldn't find the spot where it said how old the soil sample exactly was and what the ranges were, but I'm sure if I read the whole journal, I could have figured that out. But uh, basically, it had discrepancies of 15,000 years for something under 100,000 years old. So at best for a sample that's under the 95,000 years where radiocarbon dating is useful, they're still outside of 15% away from each other. So they're off by 15,000 years. That's all of human written history times two and a half. <laughs> that's uh, not that's an insignificant number. Um, so what's the problem with these radiocarbon dating methods? As in, is it the, just not the case that uh, the radioactive decay of carbon-14 is actually has a consistent half-life? Are they just really bad at measuring that? Or are there factors that affect that outside of you know, the time? It has time? a consistent half-life, but once it gets too old, there's either way too little of the sample, or they don't know how much started. They don't know what could possibly preserve it. There's like all these variables. There's certain things like if it's encased under the ground... You know, what if there's something else that contaminated it a hundred thousand years after it was? I mean, you're talking I mean, about considering these radioactive dinosaur bones, and yeah. you know the the fact that <laughs> they're like let's let's say for example, you know the the meteorite or asteroid whatever killed the dinosaurs or whatever random astronomical effects happen, radiation. Uh, has affected the earth over the history of the earth it's, how many times that, did a solar it, flare explode yeah, and just ra- irradiate everything they have no way of telling once it gets outside he's literally oh literally no my carbon 14 field. yeah the people in the field are saying once it clears ninety five thousand years you're not even you're just guessing it's nonsense after that so they're claiming these fossils at 350 million years old when they have no fucking idea if they're that old they're doing it off of how many layers of sediment. How many layers of sediment does it take to make a mountain? Like, I mean, that, that's that's it, a better measure because you can uh, tell from the soil. Uh, you can tell from the the chemical and mineral makeup of the soil. You know enough of differences in like you know, atmospheric changes for you know climate and shit and uh, yeah, the, various different factors. I, I uh, it's been a while since read up on that. Feet, you're gonna hit bedrock, and depending on where you're at in the world. Uh, you might have 15 feet of sand blow away in a week in the desert. and But if you're out here, you're going to have two feet of sediment blow away in 20 years. Like, it Aaron, also depends should we, on Should we get into are. another discussion on topsoil? Yeah, Sorry. Well, <laughs> but here's the thing. So now he does then you have in the to calculate ball. how many weather changes... <laughs> And pole shifts and all the other horseshit that everybody believes in happened over a course of 300 million years to accurately date what the sediment is doing in that area. Like, oh, and we can accurately do that, through, by the way. We, we can totally but, tell what temperature it's like, it was. It's like you have to know how many thousands of ice, <laughs> ice ages it's gone through and how many thousands of global warmings it's gone through and then make an accurate, I'm talking an accurate judgment based on that. Like, you have to admit that you're just absolutely fucking guessing. It might be an educated guess, but it is an absolute fucking guess. When, especially when they say shit like, it's somewhere between 300 and 350 million years old. 
Yeah, that, I'm sorry. You have a range of 50 million years. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you're going to tell me that's science and look at me with a straight face and say that? That's insane. Well, that's what I was saying with the, the species to species evolution for those 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 minor changes uh, is that 50,000 years between fossil samples is okay for a clear lineage fossil record. That's like their best examples. That's like their crown achievement yeah, exactly. examples of... <laughs> like, oh, we can still get good information out of the ones that are 200,000 years apart. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, the, one of the quotes that I read, and I, I didn't save this one, but the guy was like, uh, it was a, some archaeologist, and he goes, every transitional fossil evidence, every bit of transitional fossil evidence we have can fit into a single coffin with room to spare. Like, we have nothing. Well, yeah, it's basically like all those very small bone fragments that they extrapolate into yeah. an entire like like dinosaur. Species. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which like we, based we, on the based on this uh, one eighth of a molar, we can tell that this <laughs> is the missing link. This is uh, <laughs> we've recreated this whole dinosaur for you guys. <laughs> yeah, this is Cro-Magnon man. Don't worry about it. And that's the other thing. Every time they find a missing link human, finally, it always turns out to be a hoax. Like every time. Hey, hey! I have this page open right now that says Lucy was totally not a hoax. Which one's uh, Lucy? One's Lucy. I don't know. It's look up Lucy, but uh, um, something something. I know that they had uh one called the Piltdown Man that they based like everything. They this he's what they based like teaching evolution in schools off of because he was the missing link. They found him in 1912, and they didn't disprove that it was a... He basically came out and said he just hoaxed the whole thing, like, 40 years later, in, like, the mid-50s. <laughs> it was called the Piltdown Man. Well, uh, yeah, that's the that's the very famous one that was a, a big hoax and everything like that. And I, I there was a few more. I just don't remember them off the top of my head or anything like that. But, um, yeah, there was, they, like, a handful like- of them. It's the equivalent. It's the scientific equivalent of like when the news just lies to you. And then like six years later on page 40, they have like a little redaction. They're like, oh, they based I mean, that's every week evolution over creationism in schools and got fucking like school board laws changed and shit in districts based on yep. a hoax monkey man. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it looks like the Lucy situation is she, she's some, some early, you know, human bipedal species. The the controversy was that um, the discoveries were miscited originally miscited for what years the fossils were found, and some of them were made up or like you know thrown in there when they didn't match. But that uh, apparently enough of the bones found are you know good or match to make a conclusion or make a you know an, an assessment that this um, was a previous link in human evolution. So I, I, it's it's like a NASA situation where, you know, they'd make half of it up, but they actually did go to the moon. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. That yeah, we lied about sense. half the fossils, but we promise it's still a monkey woman. Come on. Yeah, you know, like the more you talk yeah. about it, the more you realize that the information that they're working with, especially with radiocarbon dating, is so like backwards and it's so inaccurate with such large uh, plus minuses to them that they're not getting any, like any accurate data whatsoever. It could just be entirely fucking wrong. And they're just guessing. It's not even an educated guess anymore at this point. You know, now now I want to, 
Now I want to start the Radio Carbon dating app, and the the main feature of it is that there's a uh, plus minus fifty pounds assessment for a woman's weight. (laughs) I was gonna say, I I want to date a woman between thirty and nine thousand years old. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. So good. I have I have respect for people like if a guy wants to go dig up fossils and try to find a missing link that's great like seriously go for it like try to figure well, out where people came from that's like, I don't know like we want more information but yeah, that, that's but stop also... acting like you already know and it's settled because you found a half of a tooth it, it's fucking stupid. But it's the easiest well, scam have? ever, though. Is it? Is it not the easiest scam ever? It's like, yeah, I was digging in my backyard and I found this fossil. I was like, I'm now famous. Look how easy that I, was. It, it really points. Why wouldn't they pretend it's a dinosaur fossil? That's cooler than humans, yeah. right? Oh, don't even start with the dinosaurs. <laughs> they're way cooler than humans for sure, but they're also fake. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um. Oh shit! What were you just saying, Bob? Point backyard now. fossil. Yeah, famous. How easy it is to to hoax one of these things. Scam. Yeah. So like the, I, it really feels like whenever I hear about any of these, especially these scientists have settled, and it requires a bunch of dig sites that you can never go to, and looking at a bunch of data that you're not allowed to see, and with a bunch of equipment that you'll never own. When especially for those ones. Anything that is like, oh, God's not real is like, they love it. It really just always seems like, I, I hate to, I hate to really say this. It sounds, it still sounds retarded to me, even though I 100% believe it. It really feels like, uh, I don't know, maybe like uh, an ethereal immortal being is having a, f- bat with his dad and trying to trick everybody into uh, being pieces of shit because he's pissed off that his dad loves them more than him. Like, I don't know if that's a familiar story with that's, anybody, but uh, it's it, very it, specific. It really, yeah. Can you elaborate? Yeah, it really kind of, <laughs> it kind of feels like it, it really feels like there's like a, an immortal demon just trying to fuck with us and make us all not believe in God from just out of spite. Like that's, that's not very nice of him. We should lock him away. The concerted effort, yeah. The concerted effort is <laughs> b- mind-boggling to, and what makes no sense is even if you're one of, even if you're one of these people that absolutely doesn't believe in God, the push for uh, to get out of that nihilistic fucking hell that they're trying to push everybody into is objectively like more logical of a way to try to push people towards living. So even if you don't believe in God, there's actually like a moral, you have a moral stance to get people to believe in God just to get them to out of nihilism. If that makes sense. And they never do that. I would typically love to jump in and be like, no, this won't persuade people to become more and more nihilistic. And then, but you know, over the course of just the short time frame of my adult, you know, life, basically like 18 and older, like I've seen people become radically more nihilistic in just about like every medium of, of human interaction, human culture and everything like that, especially in the West. So uh, I, I inherently resist that argument. Like I, I think it's a slippery slope argument, but as o- the older I get, the more I realize that the slippery slope ar- argument or fallacy 
isn't really true. It just, it, it actually is true. Like those slippery slopes eventually come true. Given enough time, it evolves into that situation. All right. So I would be okay with, um, people not, I am already okay with people not believing in God on like the, just on the basis of like, we're just trying to find absolute truth. So if God doesn't exist because that's what's true and that's actually what you're trying to accomplish is trying to figure out the truth. I would have respect for that, but that's obviously not what they're doing with this shit. They take, like we talked about an eighth of a molar and go, ah, God's not real. I measured and I didn't measure a soul. So God's not real. Like they, they try so hard to make sure that you know that that nihilism trap is the fucking truth. And you need those fucking painkillers to wake up in the morning. And that's what pisses me the fuck off so much about it. The arrogance of it, of to be like, oh, this evolution thing. Yeah, we Darwin knocked it the fuck out of the park in 1840 and just eat it. And if you have any alternative theory about this, then you're a retard because we're so super smart. Not that we're trying to have a pursuit of the truth and we'll actually be intellectually honest about all of the fucking holes in our theory. No, no, no. This is a 300 million year old fish. Don't worry about it if a Peruvian fisherman just happens to yank one up out of the Amazon. That's that's an anomaly. But we know everything. Also, we've mapped out the entire human genome, even though one head of a pin of DNA uh, can stack books to the moon and back a billion trillion times. It's it's like they're going out of their way to not only be incorrect, but be arrogant pricks about it. And just to make sure that they tell you that they're fucking smarter than you. And evolution is like a perfect example of it. And really look into it. Cause there are thousands of fucking holes in it. So uh, what that. I'm thinking is that they need to fire the Smithsonian needs to fire that artist sculpture who came up with that fish fossil because he clearly didn't come up with an original design. He just copied nature. What a fucking hack. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. I oh, love yeah. that. Well, I did There's my evolution argument. How did I like that, guys? <laughs> I, I did not know about the, the anti-missing links. The 300 million year old fossils that match up with current day. The, the What was it? The dames fly? The dames fly yeah. in that and that fish, fish like that that, that is really funny that's something i've never heard of before like well obviously they would never want to talk about it i mean they yeah. have they have entire <laughs> um uh, disciplines in education regarding human psychology and how it developed over time in congruence with evolution too and it completely just destroys that entire narrative as well every every postulated theorem or hypothesis coming out of that corner of of science is basically like useless like they got it wrong they 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 created a science off the premise of a faulty theory yeah right and that's (laughs) the biggest problem is that they they already have the conclusion that they want and they just backtrack so i'm sure what they did was go oh well obviously the scientists that carbon dated this fish is a complete hack and a retard. Uh, if, if you had given it to a good scientist, we would have known that this wasn't a 350 million year old fossil. Do anything they can to backtrack and preserve the theory that they already have. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, why? That's but why how they do this. Why fire the scientists when you can just silence the fishermen? 
<laughs> You're not allowed to fish here anymore without a permit. Yeah. You know, it's just, just more uh, cost effective. Come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> so, Aaron. If you want to go into a field where you actually are trying to prove evolution, like more power to you, really. Um, if you figure, if you find something that we're all missing, great. But just don't pretend like that's the only theory because you don't know, and you probably just took it at faith that a bunch of scientists really looked into it. And they, and I'm just here to tell you, they didn't. They did, really didn't look into it that. Yeah, like with so many things we talk about in the show, it's an investigate it more, learn more about this. You don't know the answer yet. We don't know the answer yet sort of a stance. But Aaron, what what is the uh, gun to your head question to finish this off with? Okay, gun to your head. Did we come from a single-celled organism out of a lightning strike ooze? Or did God make it? Bob, you go first. Oh, why do I have to go first? Fuck you. No, I don't believe <laughs> that a lightning strike created a single cell organism in the primordial soup of, of life. No, I don't. I really don't. That, that's <laughs> becoming more and more dumb the more you think about it. Yeah, it just it because it, the complexity that they say exists at that tiny bit of a level. And then just say that like it just happened. It just, uh, it just works. It, it drank a Red Bull and it gave it wings. Literally, <laughs> through evolution. <laughs> so dumb. Oh, that's great. Uh, I, I'm going with Bob. Yeah, I, I don't think, like, with the evidence provided and the, the story that's trying to be, like, put together based on that. It kind of feels like they already kind of had the ending that they want, and they're trying to reverse engineer. They're trying as hard as they can to get that outcome rather than using their current evidence to come up with that outcome. Like, I, I think it's a logical process, and there's evidence for some pieces of it, but there are just too many bad foundations and too many gaps in there to say that, like, I have any faith in that narrative right now. Yeah, it, it, it really is. They just... Uh, I really hate when they when they already know the answer they want and they're bending over backwards to get that because anything that they if they could find like a half monkey, half man, like some kind of missing link, they'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah. But if they like found hard evidence for creationism, I feel like they'd be like, uh, put it back, bury it. I mean, like, what, what I, I like do know Smithsonian warehouse, what I do know is that humans are incapable of predicting the weather two weeks from now. And they are completely incapable of documenting <laughs> anything that took place on January 6th. So I, I have zero faith that all of this is done in good faith. <laughs> Let alone January 6th, 349,994,000 BCE. Well, what, what, what I do know is that, that one, the cool pope told me that science and religion are compatible. Thought that that's all. Okay. They actually Thanks are, so if you're not a liar. <laughs> so, thank you guys for listening and uh hope you oh wait day. wait bob oh what oh oh we have a science yeah. news even though we could just chalk oh, this whole episode up to a science says segment but we have a new well, science wait, we says segment <laughs> all those scientists were frauds and hacks that way that's what we found out yes. some real scientists Modern real, day ones, real credentials, all that stuff. Dragon oh, no. Man. This is, goes right with it so well. I've just, Dragon Man. <laughs> <a red line. laughs> 
Dragon Man's skull may help uh, oust Neanderthals uh, as our closest ancient relative. The fossil may represent a new homo species that lived more than 146,000 years ago. So in the time frames that we're all talking about here, th- this is a relatively short time frame away, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's a plus it's over the, the 95,000 mark. Um, Too yeah, bad they weren't the perfect being What's- like the dame fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> otherwise we'd still have, no, it's probably because humans killed them off because humans are great at killing the environment and people. Yeah. Um, what is a dragon person? Yeah. What is a dragon man? Uh, it surfaced in me. China under mysterious circumstances with big news for Neanderthals. Okay, I already think this is a hoax. This is like the first sentence into it. <laughs> it showed big in news China. For Neanderthals, so for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> big news for Joe Rogan only. <laughs> like, what the fuck are they talking about? Um, yeah, I don't. I, I just pulled this up, so I don't really. I never really found where they get the the Dragon Man kind of connection uh, to I, this, but yeah, I feel like it's a dangerous Chinese stereotype. But if if it's not, if it's actually referring to a Dragon Man, um, then perhaps what I was reading was out of date because I was reading the section that the transition from synapsid reptiles to mammals. This is the best documented transition between vertebrate classes. So far, this series is known only as a series of uh, genera or families. The transition from species to species are not known. That could be out of date if we have this dragon man. Oh, okay. And that happened 145,000 years ago? 146, thank you very much. But (laughs) you know how accurate those are, especially when it gets past minus thousand mark. Yeah, plus minus forty five thousand years. Yeah, it's one hundred forty six thousand years plus minus one hundred forty five thousand five hundred years. So okay, very precise uncertainty. Apparently, he's termed the Dragon Man because he was found along the Dragon River in China. Oh, yeah, it's oh, cool. not yeah. <laughs> dangerous stereotypes, y'all. That's what I'm is, sticking with. Like, that's Breaking like the- news, guys. Uh, a white supremacist eugenicist found a Chinese farmer's skeleton by a fucking river in China and went, oh, oh, look at this guy. We're going to call him the Dragon Man and say he's a Neanderthal <laughs> because it's just one... It probably literally had like a hundred skeleton from carrying those fucking rice bucket patties over his back till he was like ninety five, <laughs> and you're like, "Wow, it must be a new species." He he looks like a lizard man, and then he died God. with the the pack of rice patties on his head, <laughs> deforming his cram- cranium. <laughs> yeah, one of those. No, Aaron, you're 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 missing the obvious obvious piece of evidence. Look at Mark Zuckerberg and the political elite. We still have the lizard men today. It's another oh, yeah. dame's fly. I, Sorry, that's the man. I fucking I want to like that theory because it sounds fun, <laughs> but it's so stupid. Anybody that actually believes that there's lizard men running around, running the world, are the fucking craziest, most schizo people in the entire conspiracy. Like they're the absolute psychos. Well, yeah, I, I think that kind of comes from like the schizophrenic mind mind frame, you know. Like, isn't that what you sure. said about flat Earth people a year ago? No, <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I think I've always said it about the reptile people. I really, okay, I think fine. the reptile people have always been peak schizo posting. Way to ruin my gotcha moment. The, the most <laughs> interesting take away from this article about the Dragon Man is that no matter how credible the institution or the industry or the profession. 
no one is beyond clickbait bullshit marketing and and just because they're scientists doesn't mean they're above it just because they're scientists doesn't mean they're above greed or fame or any of those things that other people that you would consider beneath them would be doing in fact the people that give into that are the ones that get most published and the people that i love like the public acting like scientists are just you know they're just better than us they're just above money (laughs) what what are you talking about? Evolution has created uh, was the most perfect <laughs> and moral being out there, and it is in the form of a scientist in a white coat. Yeah. <laughs> Once he's deemed pure, and evolution has been completed, he is donned with his <laughs> donned with his white lab coat and pencil protector. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that wraps us up finally. All right. Perfect. Thank you for listening, guys. Evolution. Have a good night. <laughs> it's faking gay. Have a good night. Whatever. Fuck this shit. I have a PlayStation raincoat. You've got mail. What the fuck?